1: Fan Hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. And for over 50 years, our next guest has been iconic with Pitt Sports, Pitt Football, Pitt Basketball. And for 30 years, he was the radio play by play voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You will still hear him call games on this station, including Saturday when Pitt heads up the Chestnut Hill to take on Boston College, a 6 o'clock tip-off here on the fan. I'm, of course, talking about the iconic, the great, the Hall of Fame, Bill Hillgrove, who retired as Steelers announcer today. There was a big write-up in The Athletic about your retirement, Bill. And speaking of Boston College, there was an interesting anecdote in there about you getting a police escort when you were in Chestnut Hill a few years ago? What was that all about?
2: You know what? If, If I do a book, I'll probably have at least one chapter on my travel uh, challenges i had to get to seattle from boston college it was a one o'clock tip-off but fortunately um, chris LaSalle who's now with Pitt, had been at boston college and he told me that he knew the state police commander for boston and it was a woman and she's a big steelers fan and he called her and said my man's got to get to the airport she said the voice of the steelers will get to the airport on time so I come out of the press box after the game, and there's this red ball with the light going. He said, come on in. Well, right behind me was Larry Fitzgerald, Sr., who was covering uh, for the Minneapolis paper. And he said, I have to make a flight, too. Can I? I said, sure. So he's in the back seat. I'm in the front seat. And we are red balling up one-way streets and down one-way streets. And we got out of there and got to the airport just in the nick of time. So, yeah, that was one of my great travel stories. And I'll add to that. Uh, I'm on the runway in Logan, and the pilot says, well, this flight to Seattle is uh, too heavy. We have to blow off 500 pounds of fuel. So there he is blowing fuel off at the end of the runway, and I'm saying, oh, my gosh. I'm six hours and 15 minutes from my destination. It'd be easier to get to Ireland. It's only four and a half hours. (laughs) But I, I made Seattle, and it was amazing.
3: I was going to say, if you wanted to have the uh, the experience that you had driving with, with the police, getting you to the airport, just get in the car with Paul Zeiss normally. That's actually what it's like with him, going the wrong way down one-way streets, speeding gratuitously, Bill. That's pretty much what Paul does
2: when he's on the road. You know what? I have heard that, but uh, I haven't experienced it firsthand, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs>
3: Uh, Bill, I just want to say, A, congratulations as somebody who is born and raised here, Ross Township guy. You were the voice of my childhood, certainly listening to to Steelers games when I was 9, 10, 11, really starting to get into the team in the mid-90s. And I'll also say that despite the fact that play-by-play was not in my future, I absolutely, when I was at Penn State getting the chance to do games, basketball or football, cribbed some of your material the timeline in basketball, sidecars in football. So even the guys who didn't end up in broadcasting, you influenced them, Bill.
2: Well, that's nice to know, and it's rewarding. But, you know, I've always said uh, if you're a budding broadcaster, uh, the best advice I could give you is be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Don't try to be the next Al Michaels or the next Mike Tirico. Be yourself, and I think that's half the battle.
1: Bill, what was your inspiration? What got you into play-by-play broadcasting:
2: Well, it, it's a long story. I've always had a passion for sports. Uh, growing up in Garfield, I could see the bright lights of Forbes Field on a summer night, and there was something inside of me that said I'd like to be part of that someday, thinking that you know I could be a major league baseball player. Well, I wasn't the best you know ball player in my neighborhood, so how was that going to be? Well, at a young age, I discovered I had a talent for this side of the microphone because my aunt was a sister of charity, and she had a friend in the order who ran the Pittsburgh Diocesan Radio TV School. Her name was Sister Rosalie, and she said, you should go there. So, you know, my dad is an electrician, and I figured I'd go there and learn how to fix radios and TVs, and she handed me a script, and I read it, and she said, perfect. I said, what's that, sister? She said, I need a 13-year-old brat. I said, well, I don't need a script for that. It comes pretty naturally. And she laughed. She said, no, I have this radio show, and I need uh, this 13-year-old, and you're it. And at a young age, doing live stuff at DUQ and also the two McKee sports stations, you know, I, I learned I had some talent on this side of the microphone, and I was able to combine that with my love of sports.
3: Do you feel like in your career there was one moment that you trace back to that you consider a big break? uh when you had started to think okay i want to do this now professionally that that there was one moment in time where you felt like all right this is going to be transformative for my career the rest of the way here bill
2: yeah i i was versatile uh, and i i advise young people to try to be versatile and do everything you can in the business and so when i got to be of age i went to duquesne largely because they had an on-air radio station and i knew as a student i could cut my teeth and I did everything. I did an opera show. I did disc jockeying. I did news. And, um, you know, uh, it, it, it fared well for me because I was able to do some Duquesne basketball and a little bit of high school football. Uh, I'm a disc jockey, uh, heavy on sports, doing the 8 to midnight on TAE 1250 in 1969. The boss said, Have you done play by play? And I said, Honestly, I did when I was a student at Duquesne. He said, Well,. Ed Conway is going to do the pit football games, but he can't travel uh, with basketball. So you'll do basketball and help him with football. And I got, I had my sports hat on and uh, it was a break.
1: Bill Hillgrove who retired as Steelers play by play announcer today, but will continue here as voice of the pit Panthers on the fan, including their game Saturday against Boston college, an important one in Chestnut Hill. Uh, Bill, what keeps you going? Cause you're not stepping away from everything. Just the Steelers side of things. What makes you still want to do this?
0: oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
2: well if you go 100 miles an hour you don't want to suddenly stop and do zero so i'm going to do 50 miles an hour for a while and smell some roses and Uh, You know, the truth is, that if I do a pit game on a Saturday, I still have half a weekend left. I still have all of July and most of August left. And uh, that was the determining factor. I could spend more time smelling roses, being on my boat at Conneaut Lake, and certainly being with the family.
3: Bill, is there a non, I'll ask you, non-Super Bowl or conference title game, uh, is there a a particularly memorable Steelers game from your 30-year career that isn't one of those obvious big ones uh, that sticks out to you where you just, for whatever reason, the game had a quality where you haven't really forgotten and it stayed with you very close uh, through the years?
2: The championship game against the Colts in 95, and it was even before that last play, I noticed – Uh, on a third down and short that Willie Williams, was that his name, the cornerback? Yep. Yep. Came up to the line of scrimmage, and I'm saying, you know, in my thought process, is he going to fire? And sure enough, he did, and he ran up the back of the running backs back and hauled him down before they got the first down. And, And it turned out, as I talked to him after the game, he said, well, it was the other corner was supposed to fire, and I saw him playing off the line of scrimmage, So I ad-libbed, and I fired. And it was a big play in the game, and of course it set up that uh, Hail Mary that Jim Harbaugh threw that I was told the Colts announcer and the national announcer both called a touchdown. But uh, I waited, and I took my cue from Merrill Hodge. Watch the official. And, you know, we saw the official in the end zone, looked through that mass of humanity, and he started pointing to the ground like the ball touched the ground. And then we called it incomplete, and we... Ended up being accurate. Uh, Showed a little patience, and I think that's what you have to do.
1: Bill, uh, they sent out, the Steelers did a four-minute video of all your biggest calls today, and it was great to relive some of those moments with your voice as the soundtrack of those plays. What is your favorite call from your 30 years of doing Steelers games?
2: I think uh, the touchdown to San Antonio. You know, that whole sequence, uh, Larry Fitzgerald scores, Things look dark, two minutes and change, we get a holding call, and all of a sudden you saw the Hall of Fame in Ben Roethlisberger. Every pass he threw on that series was on a pair of Steelers' hands, and San Antonio should have caught the one in the left side of the end zone on the previous play, but Ben had the guts to go right back to him in the right side of the end zone, and the rest is history. That was my favorite.
3: Where does the James Harrison play from that very same game? Um, you're calling the plays in real time, so maybe there's not time to to consider what you're actually witnessing. You've got to describe the action, Bill, but as that play is unfolding, he's got the ball 100 yards from pay dirt. What is going through your mind as you see him start to lumber down the field and shove DeShay Townsend away and say, go block, don't take the ball, go block for me?
2: I, uh, I haven't listened to the replay, but in my mind's, I think I had him out of bounds once and down another time. Uh, it was the craziest play I've ever been fortunate to describe, but uh, certainly one of the greatest in uh, Super Bowl history. And, uh, and I remember the end of that play. Larry Fitzgerald tried to catch him, but had to run out of bounds to do so. He was out of bounds for like 16, 17 yards, and he finally caught him. But by that time, James, James had crossed the uh, goal line, so... Uh, that was uh, pretty pretty heady stuff, but that, that, that game was really special, no doubt about it.
1: Bill, what's today been like for you? Um, I'm sure you've had all kinds of luminaries, both athletes and people, titans in the broadcast business, reach out to you and congratulate you on your Steelers retirement.
2: Uh, I got uh, a nice text from the governor of Hawaii this afternoon, who's a big Steelers fan. Oh, I found awesome. this out. Honestly, I found this out when we were in uh, Las Vegas. I'm sitting at the bar at the hotel, and this guy comes in, and he's eyeballing me, and he's walking on the other side of this oval bar, and he, came all, he comes all the way around and uh, says, Bill, my name is, I can't remember his name, but uh, I'm the governor of Hawaii, and I was born and raised in uh, uh, near Burgettstown, out that way. And he's been in Hawaii for 30 years and is the governor and a big Steelers fan. He was at the game in full Steelers regale. And that was kind of a nice uh, text that I got from him today. Also, uh, I heard from Gene Deckerhoff, the voice of the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, Jim Donovan, the voice of the Browns, and Jerry Sandusky, the voice of the Ravens. Uh, and and th- those were rewarding things to get from my, my peers.
1: Well, Bill, we can't wait to hear your call. The game against Boston College on Saturday. Uh, We'll have that for you on the fan. So you're not completely retiring. We'll have you doing pit football games this fall, including the backyard brawl. So we're looking forward to that. Bill, thank you so much. And again, congratulations on your retirement. We'll make sure Jack Hillgrove doesn't get into any trouble the next time he's on with
2: us, okay? Keep him on the straight and narrow, would you please? (laughs) We'll try. Thanks.
1: See you, Bill. Thank you.